So should we start? So here we are. We're back again. Episode two. Episode two. Boy. Welcome to the year of the week. I just stole it from everyone. Yeah. You take it. You grabbed it. Yeah. I just do it. This week in that intro, you heard. If you can guess what year we're talking about from the intro, you get a little prize, which is the rest of the podcast. Uh, we heard Al Gore was doing the Macarena yeah. at the Democratic National Convention. Carrie Strug. That was Carrie Strug. You can do it. Bella Lugosi. Yeah, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi was doing coach. that. Mel Gibson was he was channeling his uh, race rage into a movie called Ransom, and that was also after that was Jim Leyritz hitting a home run to tie Game Four in 1996 in the World Series. So what year is that? Well, you just said it was 1996. Oh, I did. Shit. Okay, 1996. I blew it. Ah, man. <laughs> the suspense was killing me. So thank God. Right. So 1996. So oh, we have to describe what year of the week is. What is year of the week? Each week we do a deep. Deep, deep dive into a particular, a particular year. year. Yeah. We break it down. We make we take our personal view as to <clears throat> what made some year great or weak. We grab it. We, we look at it from the perspective of pop culture. Brian, our expert there from politics, my expertise, <laughs> and Dan, skincare. And we see what is worth noting. Save the best for last. Dan doesn't know that much about skincare. I also know anything about politics. <laughs> right? No more than no more than your average uh, lay person. But see people can't they can't see us lying. They and they can't tell from the audio. That's true. Yeah. Can I can we circle back for one second yeah. on Ransom there? Yeah of course. Yeah uh, Ransom. That is probably the only movie that I'm aware of that has a, a crucial Plot turn on someone peeing their pants. Who pees their pants? I believe it's the ransom son oh, okay. pees his pants when he sees Donnie Wahlberg, and then uh, I think that's that, how they know. That's how Donnie Wahlberg. That's everybody's reaction to him in every movie. So anyway, so the boy pees his pants, and Donnie he because he recognizes Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, or his voice, or something. I think it's his voice. Like he yells, and the boy pees his pants. And who sees the pee? <laughs> Mel I Gibson? think Mel Gibson does. And then he gets so mad at his son for peeing for in just peeing. His pants, right? Wait, so the kid pees his pants, and the hero of the movie freaks out, yelling furious at his. No, no, I, I think I think he realizes what's happening. Yeah, like, but the original take was that Mel Gibson just got pissed. <laughs> yeah. Mel just Gibson, the actor, got enraged just because he, you know, lost. He, he's having father son was Jewish. <laughs> the boy who was playing his son was found out that he was Jewish. <laughs> so that whole scene, by the way, the give me back my son is prefaced with a whole bunch of motherfuckers and cocksuckers and just all of it. So you cut those so it's not have them be in our podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I was just trying to make it <laughs> the first minute. Yeah. There is... And then I just wanted to remind people, we'll cut it in later. Yeah. It's also Gary Sinise is the bad guy. This is one of his first bad guy roles. I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie. I just know what happens in it. Let me just have a quick aside with our audience because it's a a new show. We'll go over here. Yeah, this is is what you can expect from this show. These are two peculiar individuals, Dan and, and Fred, because... 
I, you probably you may not have been alive in 1996. You don't remember what the movies are like. The, the movies of 1996 were The English Patient, Fargo, uh, The People vs. Larry Flint, Shine, Jeffrey Rush. These are all movies remembered and beloved from 1986. I think if you check back in with English Patient, you're going to be like, that movie sucked. Well, that's not really my point right now, Fred. I don't remember this movie. Ransom? Ransom? That was... <laughs> this is always... I've known these guys for years. This this keeps happening to me. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? This is some minor... I, Bruce, Bruce, no, it, it's a... Mel Gibson. It's a Mel Gibson work. Liam Neeson just took the mantle. Yeah, of, his rebirth you know, is based on that movie. Right. You saw this like on TBS with commercials at a No, I don't think I've seen I've only seen the it. commercial where he says, Give me back my it was son. Huge. It launched it gave us back Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Who was lost in the desert for decades. Yeah. And Rene Russo is in there as well. Okay, yes. These are two names yeah. no one's thought about in quite uh, a while. Well it's about time they check back in with them. <laughs> yeah. We're saying, hey, wake up. Be woke. Um, as long as we're on the subject, has either of you seen the new Star Wars movie? No. I no. thought not. <laughs> no. No. But I, I'm scheduled to see it next week. If, okay, it, doesn't, if it doesn't close. Good I will see that. it in the next year. Yeah. Which is all you all need. Right. Don't you understand English, you useless piece of shit? We should let you know that as we move through this year, you're, it's going to be like you're walking through a mall. You might hear some sounds and you might be wondering what it is. Go check it out on our website. So it'll give you a guide to what you heard. And we should mention that we have a time machine. That's a big part of this show. We have a special time machine that allows us to speak to a person from the past, Mm -hmm. but not touch or kiss that person. It is fit for neither man nor beast. The blizzard of 1996 is on, and it is threatened to be the worst snowstorm ever in the history of our area. January 18th, Lisa Marie Presley files for divorce from Michael Jackson. Now, I was surprised. You thought this was going to last? I thought it was going to last, yeah. I think that we all can guess what Michael Jackson was going for here, but like, what was in it for Lisa Marie Presley? I would say being Elvis's daughter may not make you the most stable person in the world. Right, but I mean... Maybe it makes some bad decisions about men. No one would ever have mistaken Michael Jackson for anyone that's remotely sane. So it's like, even if you're weird like Elvis, Elvis was quirky. I think Elvis was... I think Elvis and Michael Jackson were very similar because Mm -hmm. they were lone... Childlike in a way. Yeah, but you, you you guys are forgetting how weird Michael One, Jackson was. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about amusement park full of discarded... Have you seen that, like, the documentary? There was a yeah, bunch of, like, mannequins. Just... You're forgetting you're forgetting the elephant man bones. You're forgetting the chimps, the giraffes. The sex with kids yeah. and the giraffes, but also the sex with kids. And he, he destroyed his face. He had changed everything about his appearance. You, you wonder why a, 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 a human adult grown female would, would think it was a good idea. It's a career move. Do you think? What, what career was she pushing well did she have a career before that did she need one wasn't she, she sort of an actress was she no. am i thinking of another that, president yeah, thinking of Scylla, her mom right elvis's wife yeah Scylla. priscilla do you they call her Scylla. they do like close friends that's what elvis called her oh okay he was just slurring there <laughs> <laughs> all right so lisa marie presley all right so yeah what's what's she up to these days she's an air See? traffic controller <laughs> And uh, JFK pushing tin, yeah, she's got a great career, and yeah, yeah, stop yeah. by. See, so marrying Michael Jackson was a stepping stone it, to that. It worked out. He loved planes. Remember, remember <laughs> that they kissed planes. on the MTV Awards? Oh, God. yeah, yeah, right, That's right. Well, what about there's also that video where they're like kind of both naked, draped in velvet robe and stuff like that. And I don't think that's real. No. <laughs> 
don't think that's a thing it's that real. Happened. No, it's a it's a you belong to me. I think I like, is the oh, name like a, of the song. Oh, like the video, like not not like now when we hear a video, we think of like someone captured on a phone, but this is like actual song video. Yeah, like a music video that aired on MTV to to much fanfare. Do you guys remember that that song? Have you seen my childhood? The Michael Jackson song. Yeah, no. it's like a desperate plea for people. It's like an admission. Like he was just nailing it in yeah, one song yeah, like what yeah. happened that was wrong how long did that marriage last for about a day about an hour and a half but it was long enough for she she had to file for divorce <laughs> it's like yeah. she missed that yeah. window they're like Lisa seriously you are yeah. running out of time yeah. to just you can just like once you leave it. the parking lot it's real maybe they'll still make it maybe there's still hope I mean I know he's well, dead he's dead and she's an air traffic controller and she's doing fine and yeah maybe she'll guide the right plane up no she got married to uh uh, Nick Cage. No, that wasn't him. All right, well, get off your Did high she? horse about Did it. She? It actually sounds plausible. It sounds uh, plausible. That's absolutely right. Yeah, because he's a big Elvis fan to the point where he married his daughter <laughs> just to, like, make a point. Yeah. Something. Just to rub it in. I, <laughs> just something, right? Like, oh, Is you it? got some memorabilia, did you? You got oh, his cape from the 1971 show? I married his fucking daughter. <laughs> yeah. Who's the biggest Elvis fan? Poor Lisa Marie. Dang. Yeah, who's next for her? John Kevin, Edwards. Kevin Spacey. Donald Trump. Oh, maybe. Great. <laughs> Spacey. February 10. Chess computer Deep Blue defeats world champion Gary Kasparov for the first time. Wasn't Deep Blue a movie with Rosanna Arquette where they are free diving? That is the big blue or the, <laughs> the big blue. No, there's actually a couple different blue. movies. No, there's the, the one with the one with Jean Reno. Yeah, the, that's that, the one where they're that's, like free diving. That's the big blue. Oh, the big blue. So the I, Deep was one from the 70s with Jacqueline Bisset. The, who was, the Deep was yeah. a very good movie. Okay, so why Deep Blue? Why did they call it Deep Blue? Because it's IBM. They're a big yeah, blue. They're big blue so they're deep blue because he thinks deep about chess mm, okay all right yeah i get it you know if you're working at ibm they didn't you know. these, these are not poets right these are number crunchers yeah what came before Deep Blue? Was Deep Blue just like, the for the first blue. time, they just kept, like, did they get Gary, whatever his name is, in a room and they just played multiple times until it finally just gave up? Like, it says for the first time, which alludes to... It was the, a series of, I, I believe, yeah. 10 or 12 games. Okay. And Kasparov won the first one or two. And I he think. lost and then said they were cheating somehow, which I'm not sure how one cheats at chess. If you're right. supposed to be the best chess player, are they saying that they're bringing in other, other human beings to consult? and make moves he, he objected to the way the computer was playing somehow this is yeah. the way i've always imagined it and this might be wrong is that it was a <laughs> this is kind of true um <laughs> it was like i imagine like a man that had just like a giant um you know monitor head for tv for head tv yeah. head and that was big blue or deep blue you know so he <laughs> but a biological man but yeah but a biological man but deep blue brain because like how do you move the chess pieces um I think there's a way that they could communicate the chest move to uh, Queen to Rook Four, Gary. I'm deep blue. So, so, but somebody had to move them, or you know, like, or was it like a hawk or something? No, it had a robot arm. It, it did. Had, no, not oh, really. Right. It just it would tell the person where. And it was just an honor thing. honor system. Yeah, they just had an intern sitting there. But it had like it Maybe came not. up on a screen, or it was like um, it probably a, spit out a piece of teletype. Oh, okay. I bet in '96 yeah. they could have come up with something kind <laughs> or of. Or just like, like wrote it. It just said it on the screen. It yeah. said you know whatever to whatever this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, my um, main question was just why deep 
deep blue. Tying it up to our current day and age, I think just very recently they had some other chess grandmaster play against an, an, an AI being mm-hmm. who they introduced to chess four hours before the match, and then they beat the chess champion. So that's how far oh, we've come now. Or... That's how far we've come now. Was the AI shaped like Haley Joel Osment? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> okay. And I think they probably <laughs> also probably used very vulgar and abusive language towards him if he was scouring the internet for ways to play chess. Yeah. Have, have you ever beaten a computer at chess? No. No. <laughs> like, I, I play my iPhone at chess, like, on the subway. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever won. I mean, but I, I am a moron, as, as right. everyone knows. Well, yeah. no, we don't know that yet. That's well, that's coming out slowly. The audience doesn't know yet. <laughs> well, you Spoiler <laughs> alert. It's coming uh, yeah. Our yeah. carryover fans. March 20th. We're only in March. The UK government announces that bovine spongiform encephalopathy. I'm thinking that's mad cow. BCE? Between me and you, that's mad cow disease. It likely been transmitted to people. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. That made, like, for a lot of crazy t-shirts in America. Yeah, and you know. full disclosure, I'm a vegetarian. have been since roughly, well, before this time. Okay. And this is what Oprah made a comment about uh, mad cow. Oh, right. And people flipped out about it. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, I, I will never eat a hamburger again. And all these ranchers uh, stormed the castle. And that is how she met Dr. Phil. Right. Because she, she was being sued and she was like, yeah, yeah, she was like, you know what? You're going to sue us? We're taking the show to Texas. And then I think she, that was just her giving the middle finger to everyone in that industry. Yeah. And they're monsters. But also, you know, she kind of is too because she would... She, she gave us Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. Yes. She's, so she's, she's not She was president. also like, I'm not going to eat a burger, but then she would eat any other kind of meat that was presented. Like all those people who are like, here's my own personal thing too. And people talk about how gross hunting <sighs> is and things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So just imagine I went on the screen there about <laughs> no, hypocrisy and meat eating. If you, oh, okay. Can you imagine um, if someone told your 1996 self that the next presidential election would probably be Oprah versus Donald Trump? You might have just opted out of lasting this long. No, I would say I probably would see that. You you wanted to wait? I would have seen that happen. Yeah, after. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to happen, but I could. I well, could it's see a that. glimpse into the, ourselves at this time. It was, right, it was pretty dark. <laughs> Come 96, and I said, let it all fucking burn. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, April 3rd, suspected Unabomber Ted Kaczynski is arrested at his Montana cabin. Right. And, you know, just to bring it to now, like most people say, or people say that uh, his screed, or whatever his, his manifesto. manifesto, is largely accurate to today's world. The, the things yeah, that he, he was really talking called about, it. He, he called it. According to the show that I watched recently about this whole thing, he, he, was, he was a bit of an eccentric, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so not everything he said was 100% accurate and wise, maybe. Well, we'd have to look back at the whole document. <laughs> Something my gut says yes, though. <laughs> Let's do it. Now. <laughs> All right, we're, gonna hit yeah. pause. we're gonna read the whole manifesto. <laughs> oh, I thought we'd read it live on air. Well, he's very good at math. You're the very week comes good at, out with a, at bearding. A hot take. Uh, we're pro Unabomber. We think he nailed it. <laughs> oh, and let's not forget to introce our fourth member of the podcast, yeah. which is Griffin. He lives under the table, and sometimes he's he doesn't un- like what we have to say. He's right unhappy. Now. Yeah. Sounds like he's maybe considering a break. Yeah. Yep, here we go. Dorothy, you took her, you damn thief. So moving on from Ted, 
Uh, May 10. A sudden storm engulfs Mount Everest with several climbing teams high on the mountain, leaving eight people dead. By the end of the month, at least four other climbers die in the worst season of fatalities on the mountain to date. This is the subject of the John Krakauer book, Into Thin Air. Okay, here's my take on Everest. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mountain. Technically, it's not the hardest climb you can make, and it's going to be reliant upon luck whether you get up there or not. People should stop doing it. There's a bunch of dead bodies you have to climb over all the time to get up there, and people are pooping all all over that place. Right. All and the isn't time. that making it easier? It's like a whole step. You got dead bodies, you're just climbing over dead bodies. Fred, What's I'm, easier I'm than that? I'm completely with you on this one. It's been done to the point where it's an industry. You know, what the hell is even the point? You get up there, you take a selfie. Yeah. And uh, maybe your kids don't get their dad back. What about Why is anybody still going up there? Yeah. It's been done. What about being the first to do something? What about being the first to punch a guy so hard he, he flies up into the sky and goes over the moon? Yeah. Why do you bring that up every episode? <laughs> Why because not do it? It's yet to be done. Yeah, that's going to be 2019. <laughs> it's a glimpse into Fed Solar. <laughs> You've just been erased. June 12th, in Philadelphia, a panel of federal judges blocks a law against (laughs) indecency on the internet. There's actually a law called the Communication Decency Act. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to make it illegal to have pornography on the internet. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> it was like as if the internet were like made for anything else. It was as if it were NBC or something, and you right. could say like no boobs on the internet. So they really thought they were, they were going to do that. It was passed by Congress on February 1st, signed by President Bill Clinton on February 8th. Oh, that's rich. Yeah. Here's here's just a little taste of the language of this bill. The CDA imposed criminal sanctions on anyone who knowingly uses an interactive computer service to send to a specific person or persons under 18 years of age or uses any interactive computer service to display in a manner available to a person under 18 years of age. So that's anything public, basically. Any comment, request, suggestion, proposal, image or other communication that, in context, depicts or describes in terms patently offensive as measured by contemporary community standards, sexual or excretory activities or (laughs) organs. Um, Uh, You cannot describe taking a poop on the internet. Well, it said under 18, so that still holds, right? Well, it it had the law not been struck down. That would still be illegal, yeah. No, but under 18 you can't. That says under 18. Oh, no... Sorry, it, it also says to display in a manner available to a person under 18 years of age. So the oh, entire internet. Right, right. Yeah. but if you put a thing on your webpage that says, are you over 18, you're set, right? Yeah. You're good. Uh, but that didn't pass. It didn't. And, uh, well, it, it did, and it, then it was struck down. Oh, it down. passed. And right like Signed that, by Clinton. in between the signage of Clinton and it getting struck down, Deep Blue was arrested. <laughs> that was like the one arrest they made was Deep Blue. All excretory stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's all poop. (laughs) So here's what I took from that. They were saying like, yeah, so we can't have genitals. And then someone was like, wait, talking about buttholes. <laughs> like, is that is that a Butthole genital? Is that a genital? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Let's just let's cover all our bases here. Is there a single form of the word genitals? <laughs> genital? Can you say something genital. as a genital? Yeah. yeah. All right. But That's think about that. Imagine genital. if they hadn't closed that loophole. Where the internet would just only be buttholes. <laughs> Well, right now it's about 35% buttholes, so it'd probably be more like 75% buttholes. Right. Right. All right. 
Okay, uh, right. On July 27th, a pipe bomb went off in the Centennial Olympic Park, killed one person, injured many others. Uh, that one person died of a heart attack, mm. and they blamed one poor sod of a man. Richard Jewell, I believe he is the brother of Jewell. That is not the case, listeners. That is not the case. Yeah, Richard Jewell. There's a good chance if you heard that name, Richard Jewell, and you were alive then, you were like, oh, the bomber from Centennial Park. (laughs) Right. Because you probably just shut off after the initial recording. But he didn't do it, not at all. His life was turned flip upside down. So let's take a step back here. So... Just to clarify, in 1996, there was the Summer Olympics in Atlanta. Yes. Now, when I talk to people from Atlanta, they always say, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. They always include the state. Is there another Atlanta, Pennsylvania? Could be talking about Atalanta, the mythological Greek heroine. Gotcha. So anyway, so so there was a a bombing in the Olympic Village, and Richard Jewell was the security guard who found a backpack, uh, suspicious, and alerted everybody and moved everybody away. Right. So, okay, so Richard Jewell, he actually saved... A bunch of people. He right. was a hero. He was able to evacuate most people out of there before there was... He was a security guard. He was a right? security yes. guard. Although a former police officer, and you think, a former police officer, was he thrown off the job or something creepy? Right. Not really, but... Um, so immediately also... after he was hailed, after uh, as the... This is like this, just this background. He was the hero... Really soon after, like like, within six hours, yeah, twenty four (laughs) hours, he was suspect number one. Yeah, all over the news as the prime suspect. And he uh, had been a police officer before in different areas. Uh, It's kind of like in in South Georgia, they make a a big point of making a distinction between North and South Georgia. Okay, I'm sourcing all of this. Nobody cares other than people who live (laughs) in Georgia. Okay, Uh, sourcing (laughs) this from this one article that was uh, in ninety, I think ninety seven, ninety eight. About him, that I think at some point Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio were attached to a film version of this article, but I think it will not be made. But uh, he had been a, a cop in like this kind of really hillbilly area, mm-hmm. and then was a cop at this like Christian college, Piedmont College, where he sounded like he was just a, an asshole. Okay, <laughs> just yeah, busting kids who were trying to drink, and like he made it like a mission to like keep busting them. Right, and then he got fed up, and he had a lot of enemies on campus, so he moved back with his mom and then hired on as a security guard at the Olympics. And then when this all came out, it kind of ruined their lives where they came crashing in and whatever. Anything he comes across in descriptions is, is almost like a George Zimmerman type character. Mm-hmm. There's okay. no explicit racism mentioned, but talking about you know a time and a place as well. You, you mean he was sort of like a gun enthusiast? Like I mean, I remember him on TV. He was he was like he seemed sort of like you know he had a mullet and he, he wasn't like particularly like intelligent he was so. not he did not he was not the kind of person that you would say looks like an action hero now but right. um it was I mean, also, maybe in the future the way things are going right. <laughs> yeah he was also <laughs> the platonic american male ideal but he over like, contributed to the fbi's investigation i think he wanted to become part of that that team so he, he also was, had a mustache which in 96 was suspicious. That was a suspicious uh, By 96, thing to do. mustaches were completely out of favor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Galuli was most... the last. 
Jewell. Right. It was Jeff Galuli and Richard Jewell. In most sectors of society, yes. But if yeah. you're the kind of guy who's going to be standing by a Trans Ham in a parking lot, seeing his lower lip out, it's still yeah. okay to have a mustache for yeah, those guys. Right. But, or hanging out at a Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Down or there. if you're like a Spanish matador, maybe you can still have a mustache. But not in a... I don't know. So was he exonerated? Uh, so just so people know, it was eventually they discovered it was a guy named Eric Rudolph who uh, was a anti-abortionist a right-wing lunatic and yeah. a lunatic and he had gone and just like hit out in the hills for like a decade or something like that and you know whatever but they eventually t- I think what I read about Richard Jewell is it took the FBI like a year before they said you're not the suspect and then there's no real formal apology one time Janet Reno said we owe him apology without delivering that apology <laughs> oh man yeah if I hurt your feelings you should get an apology but this is like the one time in uh, the American culture that was close enough to the Oklahoma City bombing where they were like willing to believe it was a, a white guy that did it right that it didn't jump to the immediate conclusion that it was a foreigner right yeah. well no I, I mean, or the I, band I think the original <laughs> the original talk was all about it, it's gotta be somebody in a turban or something yeah they've done this you know and then it turned out yeah but, but like our heads as a culture turned immediately to foreigners. But not, a, I don't think at this time. They're, they immediately just turned to the hero. They, this guy was the hero and then... Uh, I think was, he was terribly non-telegenic. He seemed weird, lived with his mom and uh, Yeah, he had that suspicious mustache. Yeah. He's, he like, the uniform of this security guard was like a just like a windbreaker. golf shirt or a yeah. windbreaker. An yeah, it was like two tight, ill-fitting windbreaker. Yeah. windbreaker. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like and describing like what he saw. He's kind of sweaty. A serious sunburn, like all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> what? They, yeah. they, they did give, He's probably drunk. <laughs> but they did, a they, little drunk. They gave yeah. a solid timeline of what actually happened in that article, which was too precise. For, well, the, the timeline they gave was upsetting if you're him because they mentioned him kind of like kind of getting the business by a bunch of drunk guys. And apparently there were a bunch of drunks just hanging around the Olympics at that point. Oh, yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Leaving duffel bags around. Drinks. I can <laughs> do that. <laughs> Bears are eight dollars. <laughs> but then they go. You think so... you can run fast, Carl Poopus? <laughs> I could do that smoking. Yeah. No, but they. Yeah. Sorry, if you're drunk, that's what you want to do. with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, you ain't can't jump very high. <laughs> but they made a point of mentioning that he had diarrhea that night. <laughs> there was right. no, to Whoever my... told that to the Inside Edition or Hard Copy, like, that son of a Where bitch. He had to use the bathroom by the stage, and I was unable to find out why that was important to retell. <laughs> so, right. it's like you're reading this thing and you're like, yeah, alright, wait. wait. <laughs> yep, okay, he had diarrhea. Massive blowout. And then, well, what's that? Where does that connect to? There's a footnote to that. No, none. He had to go by. No, he didn't do anything. He just oh, had... Brutal. He had a rough night. Yeah, so, and basically, you know, he uh, he died. He did uh, die. He died when at young death. When did he death. die? Oh, I 2007. 2007, about 10 years ago, age 44, of yeah. uh, coronary heart disease, uh, you know, self-inflicted uh, obesity. Well, that's... 
That's, <laughs> that's a little judgy. He, put a, he put, a, put, a, put a rib to his head and pulled the trigger. I'm just. He drowned himself in barbecue sauce. No, no, I. No, so yeah, so it, it is. It's a tragic story, and the whole thing is about like you know we were so he sued Tom Brokaw or NBC News. He, he, he sued the Collins. He sued, he he sued, sued the, everyone. He sued everybody. He sued like uh, you know Betty Joe Byarsky who turned him down in seventh grade. Uh, <laughs> For the dance, yeah, 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 right. It also, everybody did. Yeah, he got a pair of movie tickets out of it. <laughs> but it, but in hindsight, now his story seems very much like that kind of like built up rage, not in power white dude who snaps, which I think we see. And it was. It just wasn't him. Right. It was this guy Eric Rudolph, who yeah, yeah. happened to be a little bit smarter because he could survive out in the woods for a decade. The real irony was. That guy was, uh, remember, he was very handsome. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. He's he, he, the, the real villain. He's totally hot. Yeah. Eight out, eight out of ten fuckable. Yeah. Um, yeah. As bombers go. Right. Yeah. Very good looking. Probably the best looking uh, bomb murderer of all time. <laughs> Even better than Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> well, Ted, he cleaned up pretty nicely. I, I was, the summer they caught him, I, I was... In Tennessee, camping with some friends. This is Eric Rudolph you're talking about. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I'd been on this road trip with these guys for a long time. One afternoon, we pulled into this campground in this forest. It was a nice spot. We knew, supposedly, that that, uh, Eric Rudolph was in the forest somewhere. And we'd been kind of laughing about that the whole Mm. time. I was tired of the guys I was with. So I told them to uh, take off, leave me alone for the afternoon. How's that work? Well, they, they I, just, were, I want to go deeper into that. Well, oh, were, I, I think were you I crying said, at the time? No, 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 no. I was just like, like I'd, I'd been with these friends of mine for like two weeks. And right. I think it's I like, let's I think it was like, So they they went off and ran some errands or something. And I I think what I said was I would set up the tents, and I was freaked out as hell all of a sudden alone in the forest with just me and Eric Rudolph. Some tents, me and Eric Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, and then like two weeks later, they found him like. Pulling like uh, donuts out of a dumpster behind like uh, a 7-Eleven or something. I mean, it's still like good that. the next couple of days. Quick addendum to camping with dirt balls. Yeah, <laughs> this, this friend's brother. I was not present for this, but he told me the story about he went camping with his brother and his friends, and he wandered off towards the river, and uh, he saw one of the dudes jacking it into the river. Hmm. And he, he said, "What are you doing?" He said, "I'm putting my seed back in a river." Because <laughs> that's where it came from. <laughs> to me, the weird part of that is he saw it jerking up into the river and he said, What are you doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but what else am I supposed to I say? Explain this to you. I guess you, what you would do is just back away. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I would be like, Or, yeah. or the only, watch. The only thing you'd say is, God damn it, go do that somewhere else. That's the only right. possible reaction to that. Who are you? Deep blue? Good. <laughs> <laughs> That is a good camping story. Were you part of the story? I was not. Oh, okay. Were, were you the... I was what? the river. You were the river. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the guy honestly ruined his life for a little bit, but he got a lot of money. He did? He got... What, he, what, he, 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 sued, he sued Dan he Rather, sued, No, he sued NBC. He sued the newspapers. He sued the college. He sued all these people that publicly defamed him. And uh, uh, so he got payouts he was on snl you got paid for that i it's mean it's not worth it yeah but he also yeah. he proposed to two different women and was denied both times <laughs> so what are you saying he's a he's a unsympathetic <laughs> that's a, that's incredibly sympathetic that's you the saddest so? thing i ever heard i think if you don't know the answer to that question you don't fucking ask it <laughs> 
then you'll ask you'll ask it for the second he's fucking a, time. He's a bumbling dickhead. You remember like, that there was that guy that was like uh, in China who had uh, built like a house for this woman and like proposed to her in this extremely extravagant way, and then it turned out he'd met her like three times. You're a fucking psycho if you. <laughs> July fifth, Dolly the sheep. The first mammal to be successfully cloned from an adult cell is born at the Roslyn Institute in Scotland. The uproar was, is was like within a year, there were going to be clones of people was what the people were afraid of. Right. Yeah. You know, multiplicity, the movie came out. People weren't worried about, you know, the integrity of sheep going forward so right. much as they saw it as a, as no, a I think harbinger. They, I, think I think they yeah. wanted more sheep, right? Isn't that why they did it? They I just think needed still a, want more that, sheep. It was yeah. just like a farmer who did it, who needed another sheep. I think he cut a sheep in half so cleanly <laughs> that the rest of the sheep grew back on either side of the cut. Right. <laughs> so if you if you right. cut a sheep directly in half, he cut the DNA in half. So then it wove wow. itself. You know that double helix, yeah. right? Rewound itself around it. But what? <laughs> that sounds accurate. So I mean, that's the only thing that's causing clone technology to not. I mean, it's really hard to cut right down the middle. Well, well you need a super sharp knife. You yeah. need a steady hand. We'll fact check that later. Holy shit, look at that time machine. Okay, oh, we have a special guest. Here he is, or she. What is it? David Ponce. So you are the person who actually cut Dolly in half. That's correct, because, um, you know, we've all got, I don't know if you're a scientist or not, but uh, we've all got a certain amount of DNA inside of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you've got to do to clone a person or an animal or a plant or whatever you, you have, got to take a sharp enough blade to splice that devil helix down the middle and then... Like a, um, we call it like a starfish, it'll uh, knit itself back together and make a brand new animal. I'm surprised to hear that. That is not how I thought the double helix and the DNA molecule worked. Yeah, I, I think science up until that point had pointed to something different. Did you know what was going to happen before you did this, or was this something you, that you just decided to go for? Are you asking if I just cut a sheep in half yeah. and then they, the result was a double sheep? And also, how many sheep had you cut in half before you were successful with Dolly? Dozens of thousands of them. <laughs> Because <laughs> dozens I mean, of thousands. Because okay. there is a, there's, I mean, it's not like a, um, a thing you, you do um, at one time. Uh, so your family, if you're uh, from where I'm from, you, you uh, have a history of learning to cut a sheep in half. Okay. And uh, you get a sharp enough blade to do it because as how it, big is it, how big are the sheep and how big is the blade? Oh, the blades considerably large. Yeah. So you've got to be a large a lad. Like I can see for me, I'm like six ten, about uh, three twenty. Take us back. You have thousands of sheep that you've already attempted. Well, I uh, said, well, to be fair enough, my family was sheep executioners okay. from the, the Middle executioners. Ages. Executioners, yeah, from the Middle okay. Ages well, like, until nineteen ninety six. Well, think of it. I mean, you're out there uh, upon the moor, and uh, you've got like. Two, three hundred sheep, and there's one shepherd. So if uh, a sheep gets in its head to start uprising and start going after you, just fuck all you can do, right? So you gotta make an example of a bad sheep. You gotta cut it. And that's what we've done since time immemorial, as far as I'm concerned. So you executed the sheep without judge. Just you just chose a sheep. Well, you, uh, the so sheep I've was... spoken out of ten. We were judge, jury, and executioner. Okay. <laughs> 
Wow. All right. So your science mainly comes from a capital punishment background. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I, mean, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what makes uh, sheep uh, replicate or not because as up to that point, I've only cut sheep's in half and all. They just stay dead. Right. What would you do with all the parts? Oh, we just have fights with them. <laughs> I grew up with uh, 18 brothers and we'd each pick a bit of a sheep and we'd start flailing each other with them. Now, the purpose of this is to make an example for the other sheep, you said. That's so, right. I mean, so it's, the other sheep I mean, are watching? Was, yeah. I mean, oh, that's harsh. It's in a, in a grotesque kind of um, <laughs> clockwork orange kind of way. We'd yeah. have their eyeballs <laughs> stuck open and they did not like it. You could tell yeah. because... It's hard to tell if it's just tears because their eyes are being put open or not, but they did, they did not like it. So you do this to all the sheep, the rest of the sheep that are on your land, and then you kill the trouble sheep, chop them in half, or her. And, this, and, I mean, and I, then I, you beat the shit out of your brothers with the body yeah, parts. I, know, I knew her came off talking about it like I'm a monster here, but uh, a, a sheep, they're awful creatures. Yeah, okay. The scouts are... Proud and noble people. It yeah, like. <laughs> it does. So, they're, they're for, uh, tell uh, us why. How are they so horrible? Well, have you? Uh, we'll ask you. Have you seen your own grandparents drowned by sheep? <laughs> I have not. Because I have. No. Because like, a couple of sheep sat beside me and they put their little hooves upon my eyelids and they're on the big technique to watch me as they drown my gamma and my gampy before me. Well, who? The the plot thickens, I, I guess. These, so these the sheep, sheep really had it coming. Them. Yeah, they. Yeah, it was tit for the tat, wasn't it? What did you do to the sheep who killed your parents? Well, I. Well, because here's the fucked up thing oh, about it. Because they convinced me that they did it for to help me out. Right. And I said <laughs> that my parents would actually hurt me, and that my grandparents would hurt me. So they got me on the other side, and I lived as a sheep for thirteen years. Okay. So I got and wise your brothers enough. too. No, they made me kill my brothers. <laughs> But I, ha- this I don't is like understand. a Tarantino movie. Yeah, but wait, I don't understand. So when you started killing the sheep, you I, you just said that you had you used all the body parts to beat up your brothers. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was up to a certain point. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. And then they had me. You may not want to push him too hard in any of these details. My timeline is wrong. Okay. <laughs> that because of, we, we, I mean we were killing back and forth, but I mean it's this has been going on for ages, hasn't it? But you're and this is so this is back in the late eighties, you know, all of this. And then well, you, I mean the and, first the first sheep killing by uh-huh. shepherd was talking about the oh, thirteen. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. The, but. <laughs> The but time, the you, time right? in which I was living as a sheep was from like 1980 to 1993. Okay. And so 1990... So I missed a lot of the mad chest kind of stuff. <laughs> so 1996 comes around. What I'm curious about is there's a lot of public... There's a lot of publicity about uh, what came to be known as Dolly and the clone. How did people know about this? How did you... It seems like you assembled... It doesn't... No offense, but it doesn't sound to me like you were like a scientist. I when was I, not a scientist. Right. So when I was reading about this, it seemed like it was Sounds all... like it was a drunken barbet. It seems like it was a bunch of scientists that kind of maybe stole your thunder. Is this... How did these scientists get involved? No, or fair enough. No I mean, Is I, it a lie? He'd be surprised about him many times that the science and the drunk in a bar have met okay. and uh, but what happened was they've been working for I don't know how long uh, to try and get the sheep you know cloned up and they figured the right spot to cut one to make a double sheep uh-huh. 
And uh, up to that point, it's been conjecture. We'd been marking them with kind of like a spray paint. We had maybe an idea because we have, yeah, we, we see starfish and you rip off a part of one. Yeah, you rip off a starfish. But I mean, it's obviously different. So we were hoping for like a starfish sheet, but we'd not seen one before then. But then uh, they, but they, what they got was one of them thin line pins. Have you seen them? It's like, a, <laughs> it's kind of frustrating to write with. Okay, because it's kind right, of, yeah, it's like a yeah. fine pen. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they uh, shear it down the sheet till it's just the skin. And they, what had the, I mean, so you could see this, the, the, the very delicate line. And okay. they was daring me to cut it. Okay. Because they said the sheep was talking messy about me. Unless it has it happened at, when I was living as a sheep, this one had said it was my brother, but uh, it was not. <laughs> okay. It was the one I was in most competition with. Okay. So what I did was I took <laughs> this pretty giant blade that had been honing for the next 10 years or so, and I just lopped it inside, uh, right from the, the stem to stem. As I this, is a, this is in the bar that this happened? Well, I was outside the bar. Oh, I was because outside the bar. You'd be, I don't get <laughs> sheep are not allowed because you know the first thing the bartender says is alright gentlemen take it outside <laughs> you're out the, you're out the booze I'm not cutting anybody in half in here as you start drawing a line across the sheep so my, <laughs> sharpening a giant blade my question uh, just uh, so you're talking about the starfish and like hoping to get a uh, sheep sh- starfish but then why would you want to double a sheep that's giving you trouble let me ask you this uh <laughs> Have you ever made a sweater from a sheep that you've owned? Well, not personally, no. Yeah, well, so you say you wouldn't know because, like, if you're trying to make as many sweaters as you can, you want to get as many sheep as you can. So the idea of... The logic checks out there. Of, yeah. ...of doubling up sheep and uh, from punishing trouble sheep is quite different. Where if we're cutting up a trouble sheep, where uh, a lot of times just lopping their head off. But if yeah. you're trying to make a double sheep, we're cutting them right down the middle. Oh, so this wasn't a dolly was not a trouble sheep. No, as far as I know, dolly was a lovely sheep. Oh, okay. Because it could be one of those things where you like you have two negatives, it they, makes it positive. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if the science is, is two there. asshole sheep might turn out to be like a, a good ass sheep. Probably. <laughs> 1996 was a big year in Scotland. 1995, you know, the the ceremony was in 1996. Braveheart won Best Picture. Where you had Mel Gibson walking around with a fucking half of his torso exposed. Yeah. You'd fucking die, wouldn't ya? Yeah. You'd think he'd have put on a shirt. Yeah. Well, you know, I I hate he's a racist. (laughs) (laughs) He might be. You wouldn't want to cut him in half. I mean, to, to clone Well, no, it. it's yeah. any kind of way you would because yeah. you want to cut his head off. Because like, Mel Gibson's a problem sheep. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, cut, just cut his head off. Don't don't try to clone him. And in no way am I saying anyone should murder the Mel Gibson. No, we'll put that... That's the way I heard it. Yeah. No, that's you meant Did Dolly no, live well, forever? Or well, is, is, thing. Is, is she... Did she become an angel sheep? Dolly became the prime minister of Scotland. No. Well, what happened was is that the, the meadow in which she was living was uh, soaked in kerosene and uh, at some point lightning struck it and every sheep in the meadow I'm sure it was lightning. <laughs> eh, I mean, it could have been it could have been lightning, or it could have been a lighter thrown, it could have been a, a, a arrow set alight. But there's no way to tell because it is burst into flames. It sounds, I mean, just to the <laughs> untrained uh, layman like myself, it's like maybe 
another uh, experiment that didn't go as, as well as it should yeah. have. Yeah, are there any experiments involving <laughs> kerosene that kind of might move alongside parallel to what happened well, with Well, at, at times, there was a time when there were some of the scientists, and I'll, I'll talk about the scientists, but they were like just packs of roving scientists around the <laughs> highlands. Right. Where they had an experiment with um, just uh, making a man who was part of Human and part kerosene. <laughs> making a what? A human torch, oh, if you will. Sorry. Yeah. I'm making a human that was part human and part, part kerosene. kerosene yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And how did that, that didn't work? It didn't work out well, and even morally, because the idea was to uh, fuel our society with human beings that are made of kerosene. <laughs> Versus, as I'm not even as I. It sounds dubious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're quick. Dubious is the best. Yeah, yeah, awful, yeah. Awful, isn't it? yeah dubious <laughs> best. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I think I should speak for him now. I, I was the scientist. I convinced him to cut the sheep in half. Oh, hi. Um, yes, but well, because um, we had gone up north. Well, who are you? I'm Sire <laughs> Devin Schedule. <laughs> Sire Devon Schedule. Schedule. Okay. Yes, that's a Schedule. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you know, we'd been working on a couple of projects for um, cloning animals, and uh, the sheep seemed the natural one because they, aside from the occasional problem sheep, they were quite docile. So mm. if there were, the idea was, were there to be a monster animal? Right. Let's have it be a sheep. Let's not have it be a lion. Let's or have like it be a, a gorilla, a rhinoceros, something. Oh, gorilla, certainly. Yes. Yeah. But um, we ran um, into some difficulties where we had to kind of abandon the program. So if you know, we've not we've not stepped up to doing human beings. There have been no cloned human beings that you know of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen some movies. Yes. Well, no, movies certainly are fun. <laughs> they are fiction. But unfortunately, they were not just fiction. Cloned human beings. There is. A big tank at the bottom of the North Sea that's full of cloned human beings that didn't turn out quite right. I I felt like he was going to try to keep that a secret, and then it just came (laughs) tumbling right out, didn't it? No, no secrets from me at all. No, I've come here to to kind of wipe the state clean to be no more a person that is uh, the shadow government that's ruling the world, which at some point I'm certainly... It's a whistleblower. Oh, all right. So you were involved in the Dahlia program. It seems much bigger now uh, that we have the kind of a guy with a more refined accent here. Well, of course, yes. Well, you see, the, the it Dolly seems more big... bigger and more nefarious. More, more or, bigger, or, indeed. More big... <laughs> the idea. A refined accent, like Dan. The idea of the the sure. Dolly. The idea of the Dolly project, of course, was to find a more. Um, perfect animal which we could send up the end result of course being to have a cloned animal which we could send in by the score to kill a god <laughs> wow wow this is the scientist perspective yes right wow. well we you know because we in the in the late 80s we had discovered definitive proof of god and by the early 90s we developed a plan to then murder him so Dolly was, of course, a part of that. Did Did you intend to become God yourselves, or for what purpose would you murder the All Father? No, well, uh, we're not, not talking about Wotan here. We're talking about <laughs> a kind of a more shapeless form of being where we were trying to just get rid of it, so we could have a kind of a clean slate, so no one was looking at what we were doing all the time. As it turned out, God had formed 
Chuck Berry in his form. Right? He was always putting cameras in bathrooms. And that is the main thing God was doing to us at this time, was just looking at people go to the bathroom. So to kill him was a natural it extension. It made sense. Of, yes. it, it seemed moral. Yeah. It was the main thing he was doing. There were all kinds of mudslides, tornadoes, earthquakes. He was not lifting a finger to stop but mainly watching people go to the bathroom in Waffle House. You wouldn't think an omniscient and omnipresent deity would need to install a toilet cam. You wouldn't yeah, think so. More of a but Chuck Berry kind of a move. That's that, what they discovered. Yeah. You know. But that is his thing, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's just, that's what he's into. So yes. you found this this man who who is raised as a sheep. Well, for a certain um, time, he was years, raised as a human being, then lived as a then sheep. Then lived as a sheep, Voluntarily sorry. chose he lived to live as a sheep. Well, he I, identified I, as a he sheep. He identified as a sheep. You met him in a bar? Is that, is that, it, his story is, is you guys kind of just kind of, you know, were in a bar someplace, and one thing led to another. It's what is you know, that accurate? Do you know the pens that we have, the Sharpies, you know, they're quite I, thick. You mentioned But if you have a thin that. Sharpie, they're also quite smooth and dark, but <laughs> this is they're what much he said. more yeah. fine. Okay. So he said he's quite impressed with out. that. So <laughs> we showed him where to cut on the sheep, and he cut it in half, and it then, boom, made two sheep from it. But he got, he says he, he went outside, he got very upset, and then he, like, did all that happen? Oh, yeah, I mean, of course, as I'm sure as, as So you he baited said. him, like, you got him upset. He's, you know, he's not difficult to upset. Okay. <laughs> Okay, to, and so all right. Factor of the Scottish national character, <laughs> I believe. So now you have a sh- double sheep. Yes. How of is this going to kill God? Well, if you can make one sheep from another sheep, you can make as many sheep as you need. So uh, again and again and again, cutting, 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 cutting. So you have millions upon billions upon trillions of sheep that we would then cram down God's gullet, which is just outside of Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> That's where God's gullet resides. That is correct. Just yes. on the outside of yes. Jupiter. I don't know if this guy's a scientist. I, well, no, well I, I then ask you to uh, locate Jupiter for me on a telescope, and you probably couldn't because we've been hiding the real telescopes from you. Oh. Interesting. Uh, Be careful, by the way. Dan uh, is a scientist. He, uh, I, do. I don't know if, I have, if he's well, mentioned a, it, but he does have an have undergrad degree. biology degree. So. I have a degree in biology. It's, it's, right, it's, the biology of space. <laughs> <laughs> because, as you would know as a scientist, there's a giant being hovering outside of Jupiter. Yeah, like a Richard Jewell type being. That's correct. He what, a giant being. What year of scientist school do they tell you about that? The giant being hovering uh, outside of Jupiter. That's uh, grad school, so yeah, I missed we, out on that. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, but that's, he, to get, get the that. real facts, you have to be a Scientologist. <laughs> right. Not yeah, a scientist. Get up to like the $30,000 level, yes, I think. Of course. So, so Dolly was cloned. Did you get to the billions and billions? We and did billions? not, and so okay. God did win. So we are as we are, I guess, and perpetually. He has a vendetta against me and all the scientists that works against him, and he dislikes sheep. <laughs> and he said fuck polar bears as well for some reason he's still uncool. and he's still in a nearby jupiter somewhere yes no? just yeah. floating around jupiter eating giant eggs that's gross what kind of eggs like we hard don't, boiled we don't, or we don't know octo- where they come from eggs? it's yeah. just from the best we can tell it's just giant eggs and you can see this in your telescopes the real telescopes yes the ones have. we give you are just pictures of planets painted on the inside on a light <laughs> stick i kind of knew it <laughs> yeah yeah that man in the moon face yeah he's it looks like an emoji oh you I know the man there is a 
the the moon is a face that get got shot with a bullet, and he did, did not like it. Oh, the first journey. Oh, in his eye. Yes, no, he didn't like it. Oh, that's that's actually real. Yes, that's real. Oh, I thought that was like. A but see, he's since moon. died. Oh, the moon. Yes, face. So what am I looking at when I look outside? His corpse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> moon corpse. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Wow, this is uh, this is pretty amazing stuff. So what's up for you now? Where are you going to now? Going to Shoney's. That's about it. A lot of our guests. <laughs> yeah. Going directly to Shoney's. Yeah. Are you still in your team of scientists out to destroy God, or have you given up? No, we've lost the battle. We can't do it now. We've lost so. the battle, but yes. what about the war? Well, the war is, I mean, they're, they're one and the same at this point, because mm-hmm. you got to really just surprise a God to kill it. And we, we lost <laughs> that element of surprise. But again, in an omniscient, omnipresent deity, things would be very difficult to surprise. <laughs> well, right. he gets lazy, doesn't he? Because he's been around forever sure but he is he's still like i think what brian's trying to say is that the god knows everything and is everywhere and is everywhere you can't sneak up behind god because god's back there as well right but you're forgetting that god allowed like true tv to exist so (laughs) um you know he's not so uh, there are lapses yes so we've got to get into the lapse Things just like so, that. Cause, but what is he doing nowadays that are bothering you? Well, now he's just taunting me. So it's a you personal personally. vendetta. Yes. Oh. This is like that movie Ransom. <laughs> yes. That's what he does. He he makes me pee my pants <laughs> at the same time every day. Your father, Mel Gibson, screams at you. <laughs> yes. Right. That is exactly He's made my father, Mel Gibson, which is within his power to do so. Good luck. I hope you drop by again. Thanks for giving us some of your insight on... The year 1996. August 15th, Bob Dole is nominated for President of the United States with Jack Kemp as his Vice President yep. at the Republican National Convention. Oh, yeah. Followed soon thereafter uh, by the uh, nomination of Bill Clinton and Vice President Al Gore. For at the Democratic National Convention. They obviously won. That was the thing. So there's that video that uh, circulates online of everybody doing the Macarena at the DNC. And there's the video of Hillary Clinton really just... They did that to themselves. It's not fair. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, the whole... The video itself is... It's embarrassing. Everything... Everyone... Every single person in there is just... It's embarrassing. It's hard to watch. But Hillary is front and center, unfortunately, clapping and everybody just seems happy, which is fine. It's That's okay why I didn't vote be for happy. her because I saw that video. <laughs> right. Well, I was saying to <laughs> Brian earlier. Jill Stein or Gary Johnson? No, I yeah. voted for Hillary. <laughs> you... I, voted, I would have voted for her twice. I could get in a time machine now, go back, watch that whole video, and then vote for her again. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I, I was saying to Brian earlier, you can draw a straight line from that video to the Steele dossier. <laughs> yeah. And this is also out of context here now, but or out of the timeline, but remember Howard Dean was too crazy to be president <laughs> yeah yeah we'll leave that alone for now okay we'll yeah august 28th after four years of separation charles prince of wales and heir to the british throne and his wife princess diana formally divorced oh bad day for yeah. england bad day for the world i'm watching the crown right now and he's just a baby in that yeah she was like i am gonna be living fat for one year yeah oh all right <laughs> 
Except <laughs> <laughs> so that's not how she talked at all. Yeah, no, she did. Oh, she did. did you ever, I mean, you never heard her speak because she was like, guys, no. land mines, you're <laughs> fucked up. She stopped putting them in the ground. When she was, when I was a kid uh, and she was get married, that whole, the marriage, you know, I thought she was beautiful. I was in love with her. And then like I heard her speaking and. They uh, really didn't let her speak much because. Yeah, yeah. it shattered everything. I don't know why. I, I can't really remember why, how she's, I'm sure, you know, she's... I don't, she's, I don't know why, you made me princess, I got a yeah. pretty dress on, thank <laughs> you. Hey, buddy boy, where might you find Rip Torn, Lena Horn, and Courtney Thorn? Okay, what about Diana Ross, Kate Moss, and The Boss? Uh... On Access Hollywood, coming this fall. Do you think Kate Moss would date me? Sure thing, sport. All right! Uh, September 13th, rapper Tupac Shakur <laughs> shot several times and killed in what is apparently a drive by shooting. But then Biggie didn't make it. He was 97, I guess, right? Is that the case? Because I yeah, didn't see anything. Was, he was not in this year. Yeah, yeah. and I, I remember thinking, because he'd been shot before yeah. by cops, which was super fucked up, because if a cop shoots you and you don't go to jail, those cops did something really fucked up, but there's no repercussions for the cops either. So, like, there's something really odd about that as well. I think I think we may be uncovering this that something is suspicious <laughs> about this shooting. Unseemly. <laughs> I don't know. Breaking news. Yeah. This <laughs> just in Biggie's innocent Tupac murdered by the LAPD. Pat Sajak. Great. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're hungry or not. I'll tell you when you're hungry or not. I'll tell you when you're hungry or not. All right, October 29, Slash, the famed beloved guitarist. Is it Beloved? He can go either way. I don't think Morrison he's either. Book? I'm not sure he's either. Did he played guitar for the Tony Morrison book, the, Beloved? <laughs> he, was, he, he wrote the soundtrack to Beloved, <laughs> to the audiobook. The top hat wearing guitarist of GNR announces in a faxed statement that he's officially leaving Guns N' Roses. Now, that's the headline. Who did he fax this to? It's the president. Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) America, I have terrible news. I'm sorry sorry to interrupt you while I'll have supper, but Slash says he's he's just about had it with that axe. I just received the facts. I mean, y'all ever heard that song, One in a Million? It's pretty awful. Pretty upsetting, America. So, cause, was it because the president was the only person who had a fax machine? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's it. I mean, or like, or the other idea is that, um, you know, Axel F. Also, he's got a fax machine, like an Axel apartment. F is the... Uh, the Axel F. <laughs> Axel. <laughs> Axel. The physical embodiment of the song written by Herbie Hancock. Right. Beverly Hills movie. Sorry, Axel Rose, uh, who has the fax machine as well. Those were the two people who had fax machines back mm-hmm. in uh, 1996. They used to like, just fax one another. It was, it's amazing how much power Axel Rose had. Yeah. It's also amazing how long the fax machine hung around. Right? They're still around. Yeah, yeah. they are I mean, still they, around. There's some transactions that apparently still require a fax machine. Because we work within the government that we know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm never so, far from a fax machine. So, yeah, my fax machine is in the pharmacy next door to where I live. <laughs> and so I have their number, and people are like, what's your fax number? And I'm like, oh, 
it happens to be right here. And then uh, the wonderful people there, they know me. I never have to pay my dollar nice. to get my faxes. We still get fax spam in my office. <laughs> Every time I'll go over to the printer and there'll be like six like special deals to Jamaica for like a hundred dollars or something. Right. Take them up. Yeah. I mean, do you think Slash's fax got stuck in a bunch of menus from like uh, yeah. you know like menu faxes and stuff? Remember you like if you were working as a PA somewhere, you yeah. had to fax a lunch order into somewhere. <laughs> like you'd take it to you tape all these like post-its to a piece of paper and then fax that to some shitty restaurant in soho yeah even just and that was how you did it makes me think of like just an awful lunch <laughs> like like a, a yeah. soggy ass right. uh, Caesar yeah. salad, really like regrettable. $14 yeah, just like a big salad. like yeah. yeah, a whole bunch of wet, sweaty fries, yeah. salad tangle. Man, Slash was all in. He was into that though. But yeah, Slash. I mean, how, how did how did they how did anyone in that band come together? It was just like the By shiftiest dudes in LA. <laughs> right. And where Slash comes out, I think he seems to be the most relatable one. Right. <laughs> well, he's being photographed bare chested with a boa constrictor wrapped around his body. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Well, look, if you've been around a lot of snakes, you know that you're not going to wear a shirt around them because they're going to soil that shirt. So just cut out yeah. the middleman. <laughs> they just soil it. Snake slime. Yeah, Slash in the snake pit. He started the snake pit, and then he began. He had his own vodka black. Death vodka. Yeah, was that all by fax as well? I was that the so. one with the a bottle skull. looked like a skull? Yeah, yeah. Which maybe began the craze of skull-shaped liquor bottles that would cost way more money than they should. <laughs> I think Miranda saw Slash once. Like, she had a buyer ticket life? by fax. She liked it. She didn't see his face. Well, nobody's ever seen his face. Yeah, Guns and Roses. Yeah, they were. De- they died. And, it, and they, they died, and it was okay. You heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team, pussy man. November. The cold November uh, rain. Oh, yes. So this is uh, in November of 1996, the last episode of the first animated series of The Tick. Sometimes on this, we're not going to talk about so much the thing as much as as a story that goes along with the thing. And this sure. is one of those times. And maybe it won't work, but uh, maybe you guys can indulge me. Well, this is one of my favorite things, though. So okay. it's going to be hard for me to refrain. And for those who don't know, The Tick was an animated series based on a comic. It was sort of a parody on superheroes and f- fandom, sort of, in a way. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, so, uh, it was an absurdist superhero. Absurdist superhero. For me, I had never seen anything really like that. Like that stuff was in existence, like in underground comics and so on. But like to be on a, it was on Fox. It was a great thing. It was in this time of my life. It was probably my favorite thing. I have a story to tell. An event that happened to me while I was watching The Tick. Back in '96, I was dating my, became my wife. I was dating. Her name is Miranda. And we were dating, we were living in separate apartments. We weren't living together. We were still trying to pretend like we were at an age and a time where like living together was, it would be, it would be fine. It was probably good. It would be cool. But we weren't quite ready to be like, we weren't ready for that step yet. You know, you were in North Carolina at this point? No, we were, I was in Virginia. So I lived in Annandale, Virginia, which is a Horrible, horrible yeah, place. And place. Yeah, any listener that listens and you want to turn it off, 
Go fuck yourself. I don't want to. <laughs> wow, don't so want you, you just want to let all the people of Annandale, Virginia they, know that they're fuck them. No, because the people there will agree and say yes. We'll yeah. Give it a shit. yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, so it's a horrible place. <laughs> Northern Virginia, it just wasn't my favorite place to live. Miranda's family's from there. There's a lot of lovely people there, uh, and it's a great place. But this time in my life, it wasn't so great. And Miranda, though, was living in this high-rise apartment called the Watergate. Now, I don't know. It wasn't the Watergate Hotel, but I think it was the same brand in the same of of uh, that company. You're kidding? No. Really? So was, she lived in the a, Watergate was like a, no. There was it, more than li- one Watergate. I think there was, but she lived in this place called the Watergate Apartments or something like this, and it was a place called Landmark. It was like near Landmark Mall, and you just it was like streets that just wound in on themselves. It was like this. It was terrible. But she some, lived in some are Mobius strips. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of Mobius strips. <laughs> Anyway, she lived in this high rise and she back in the day it's very similar very similar to how it is today finding a roommate. You buy the paper, you flip to the classified <laughs> ads and you just search for anything that looks remotely like they're not going to kill you and then you call them up and maybe you'll arrange a visit. I just want to interrupt for a second and say that's not how people Oh, that's not how you do it today. Anything right now. Oh. Okay, go ahead. All right, sorry. So Anyway, so she found this apartment. You go to AOL. newspaper and you go call AOL people chat on the phone. Yeah. You go to AOL chat. So she goes and she interviews this place. So she gets this apartment. She gets these two roommates. And she's like, I don't know, but we need it. she needed a place to live. So she lives in this high rise. She's like on the 12th or 13th floor. And this apartment is huge. Like the, there's a living room. It's just gigantic. And she has got two roommates who are a little bit older than her. And they are just like, I meet them. And I'm like, oh, God, they're they're just like losers like they're losers not the right word they are just not they're not likable you know like they're they well, like the people they, of Annandale they're the people of Annandale somehow they had moved into Alexandria so she had these two roommates and she's like you know I have this boyfriend he'll be over a lot and they're like that's fine so Miranda her room was this tiny little room that had French doors, which are like double doors. And she had room enough for like a twin bed and then a television set. And then she had like a, you know, one of those apartment double mirrored closets. And that was it. And then the rest of the apartment, this huge, huge thing, neither of the other roommates were ever there. You know, like they were never there. I don't know. One of them was always with her boyfriend. The other one would come home late at night, like after work. No, she wasn't a prostitute. Was she killing people? No, she may have been killing people. So anyway, so there's a big kitchen and they allotted Miranda the cupboard above the refrigerator. That was what the the cabinet was above the refrigerator. That's what they gave her to use. Well, that stone cold sucks. Yeah, so at some point, and like all, all the others are almost all empty. Like yeah, there's Brandon, you can use this. You can use this. It's kind of cupboards here because we keep our six margarines in this one. Yes, that's exact. That's that's There's one of the roommates. Yeah, one of the roommates was exactly like that. The other one was a little more uptight. <laughs> now she was like, mm, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, so right, so one time, like the, she had like a packet of salt. God, aren't you glad to be an adult? Like right. So. But this is like we were almost adults. <laughs> Random now, so, losers. So she right. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. You know, at some point, I was like, I put your crackers in this cupboard because you got to get on a damn ladder to get your crackers and there's a like a, there's a pepper Were shaker you yelling at Miranda for some yeah I was upset <laughs> yeah it wasn't her fault I was just like angry at the sitch so anyway so she did she's like you're right this is stupid so she put all her food in this one cabinet 
And then at one time, and then she came back and all the food was moved away. Like that's the type, that's what was going on. So that's a situation. At some point, I'm spending the night, every night at the apartment, because that's what you do. Yeah, we've all been there. We're, we've all been there. We're fall, we're sleeping on a twin bed. Yeah. It's smaller perfect. than twin. <laughs> and the small. rest of the apartment is empty. <laughs> the entire... And we just... We like hole up in her room. Right. The rest of the and apartment... Eating is, graham I, crackers from the top shelf. It's, right. Yeah. And my situation is way worse. And that's another story. <laughs> like I'm, I'm living... It's it was a whole other story. I was living with like a forty five year old uh, drunk and then an ex marine. That was me. I'm twenty. I feel like I've never heard that story. Oh before. yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> hey, look, Dan. You ever seen a brain? No, you're... you ever seen a human brain? No. Do you know this story? <laughs> look where at he... my brain. No, he told me like no. This so uh, this is my story now. So I'm living with this guy. He's a divorced <laughs> guy. He drinks like twelve beers a night, and he his room is so small. He's just got divorced. His room is. So so small that you can't open the door has to open this way and he has his twin bed in the room and he dives onto the bed to go to sleep so the bed fills the entire room bed fills the entire room that's his room he's 45 years old so it's like how did he get it in there in the first place right well he just sideways and then it just and then and that was like a mattress this is like an adult adult and i'm living with this guy because i found him through the paper the landlady was like oh i'll set you guys up together i'm a really good matchmaker (laughs) <laughs> I can tell like types and... Right So I'm always just Hold up in my room His son would call And he'd be like Call Get my dad You know He'd call at like Four in the morning He's like Get my dad I go and try to get This guy He's passed out Drunk And I can't wake him up And I'm like Look I can't get your dad up I just You can't call me How old In the morning the He was like 16 He was like You can't I'm like You can't call me anymore At four o'clock in the morning Because I can't get your dad up And it's not my responsibility I go to work I come home, there's like this post-it scrawled out in drunk writing. My son knows karate. (laughs) If you ever talk to him again like that, I can't be responsible for what he does to you. But literally, that's what it said. My son knows karate. I like that you're saying, I'm going to get my son to beat you up. Yeah, right. And so he, no, also he was like, my son's been experimenting with pipe bombs. And I was like, holy fuck, like this kid's (laughs) going to blow. No, in in Uh, other conversations. Experimenting. yeah, like, it, like it's dance or something. Right. Yeah. So then I I have to talk to them. Like, like I'm a kid. God I'm a, damn it, Roger Klebold. I'm like your son's an asshole. Yeah. I was like, listen, Tom, <laughs> you can't write a note to me like this. Like I, he's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I was like, oh god, what am I? This guy's like 25 years older than me, right? <laughs> I'm like like having to sit him down and say, look, you can't threaten my life. Anyways, that's my situation. Uh, Wait, and, you know what? This is after college. This is or? after college, and Miranda and I are finding our way. And I said, like, guess what? If you know karate or whatever, that doesn't work that well in a fight. Right. <laughs> it would have worked okay with me. Um, you don't need a black belt to kick down. <laughs> right. So anyway, so that's my situation. Miranda, we're holed up in her place because like they're freaks out there. And we're just like, whatever. We're busy getting busy. No. Well, Cut. <laughs> But her place sounds way preferable to your place. Exactly. Yeah. It, that was exactly the, the point. Yeah. So anyways, at some point, her roommate, the yeah, 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 one, was like, man, yeah, can we get a cat? And Rand's like, actually, please don't. I'm really allergic to cats. Please don't get a cat. So anyways, they get a cat. They get a cat, and we're like, Rand's like, well, just don't make sure it doesn't come in our room. I never see the cat. Like, we know that there's a cat because there's cat food, but I've never seen it. We never see the cat. Weeks go by, and so sometimes I I'm in the apartment by myself. Like Miranda goes to work, I wake up and take a shower, and then I leave. You know, at some point, he was trying to fuck you, huh? 
<laughs> at some point, you know, yeah, and I was going through all their shit. Actually, one of the roommates, she would get like glamour magazines and like just magazines and stack them up in her on the floor, like all along the floor in neat piles. Yeah, she's living in a house that's surrounded by garbage. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's early hoarding. Right? Yeah, at some point the cat goes missing and they're like, have you seen the cat? And we're like, no, we've actually never seen the cat. We don't know what the cat looks like. And they're like, well, keep an eye out for it. You know, it could be hiding under a couch. Weeks go by, like week, like a month goes by. And one morning, one Saturday morning, we turn on the tick. It's like the only bright spot, you know, in my life at this point. They get, well, I'm going to like, thank God I'm going to watch the tick. It's going to be a nice Saturday morning. And just like enjoying my life for once, you know, in my tiny it's room and a twin 22 bed. minutes of the tick. Yeah, yeah. Just can I watch the tick? The fucking and tick. all of a sudden, the French doors fly open and she glares at me and she's like, we know what happened to Pookie. <laughs> and Rand and I, we were like, who the fuck is Pookie? Because we didn't know what the cat's fucking name was. The cat's name was Pookie. She's like, we know what happened to Pookie. And we're like, what? What happened to Pookie? And we're like, we know. And we're like, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, well, the maintenance found Pookie on the sidewalk. And we're like, what happened? And they're like, well, we think you know what happened. And we're like... It, it, you or the two of you? They... <laughs> I mean, are they accusing so you? They were accusing... And, and then she said, so I'm going to say this. Dan, she's like, if we ever catch you in our apartment again, we're going to have security escort you out. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm still processing, like, am I not watching The Tick this morning? <laughs> and also, like, did she just, like, what are you accusing me of doing? And they acu- they were thinking, accusing me, wrongly, like Richard Jewell, of throwing this cat out the window. You did it, didn't you? I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't even know what Pookie looked like. Anyways, so yeah, they accused me Wait, of throwing like, this what cat. What floor are you on? The 12th floor. I think that Pookie jumped to his or her death. Cats are fucking idiots. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it willfully committed suicide because it was with like this magazine stacker like i would anyways we moved out that day miranda moved out that day really and got a yeah because so where where did she go well we found an apartment apartment yeah and so miranda said well if dan goes so do i and that was it It, because it was it was crazy because they accused me of throwing a cat out of a window to kill it they accused me of killing a cat yeah murder story is entirely different where you were the murderer of a cat they lived with yeah. for a couple months. Yeah, their podcast is extremely different. You can go to, <laughs> if you go to their this podcast. This asshole still <laughs> defenestrated Pookie. There's, it's like cereal. It's almost <laughs> the same as cereal. It's, except, they they stretch it out for 12 episodes. They're screaming it out of mannequins. <laughs> yeah. Into, uh, <laughs> right. It's, it, it's the, it is, uh, yeah, the Pookie incident. And, yeah, but I never got over that. Yeah. Dude, you know what you should have done with Packed up her crackers. I was never cleared by the FBI, either. <laughs> Drive over to your house, pack up your crackers, and just get the fuck out of that whole town. Well... What were you doing for a living at the time? That was my Pier 1 years. Yeah. I was working at Pier you 1. working at Pier 1. Yeah. You were living with, like, a Vietnam vet... Right. ...karate guy. <laughs> yeah. And you're no, murdering No, he was a steel miner. He was a steel worker. Steel miner? Steel worker. That's the steel worst <laughs> job you can have. There's very yeah. little like, steel in the Earth's core. Yeah. <laughs> Earth's core. Because <laughs> I'm a lot of Miners, they dig down. To, that's they why it's so deadly. The yeah, <laughs> they don't. They do not need to. Yeah, it's mainly nickel down there. All anyway. those canaries, too. <laughs> I mean, those canaries have it rough. They're going down to the earth's core. <laughs> so, anyways, that happened while watching the tick, and they canceled the tick. So that's anyway. what happened. Well, hello. Hello. 
Yes? Who is this? Mm, who are you trying to reach? What number is this? What number are you trying to reach? I don't know. Well, I think you have the wrong number. Do I? It happens. Take it easy. Finally, the last thing that happened in 1996. On Christmas Day, six-year-old JonBenet Ramsey murdered in the basement of her parents' home in Boulder, Colorado. No, I was I had just gone home for a winter recess from Boulder. Wait, are you implicating yourself? Be careful. <laughs> I had just gone home. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows it wasn't me. Okay. Um, but that led to some interesting conversations when I was back home in the D.C. Baltimore area where I, I hung out with some Secret Service agents, which is super weird in a bar mm-hmm. one night. And okay. They were talking about that, and they had never heard of the, uh, they call the Medea complex, where a, uh, mm. a wife... Yeah, it's like an Oedipal complex. Right. It uh, takes revenge on a cheating husband by killing children. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were enamored of that idea after talking to me. Oh. And I think that nothing was ever going to happen because of it. But the, the main point was I hung out with a bunch of Secret Service agents one night. And uh, I was really close to that. And when I went back to Boulder in the spring, if you were getting your MFA at Boulder, you got your own wall in the art building. And someone, as their final project, their thesis they just painted that wall lime green and then put a portrait of john benet ramsey on that wall and then wrote daddy's little hooker on top of it in magenta entirety of their thesis oh, brother uh f, f- yeah. Minus. yeah see me after class yeah yeah this is That's horrible wow so fed has a real connection to that yeah. story he was involved he was part of the investigation he's part of the crime he's probably part of the investigation yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should cut the, that my description of secret servants nights out but like that no but the, the idea was though that uh well why what are these are they going to come find you no they're just it's sloppy and, and uninteresting to hear i was on the edge of my seat i i, I lived in Colorado. 1996 is the year I moved to New York. December 26th? Well, I was back. <laughs> I was in... I, I, I need an alibi, too. I was I was in Colorado that night because I was, I was back visiting family. A year later, I was working at this website called apbnews.com, which was an early news site. I was a producer there, and I produced this cheesy feature where we did an interactive map of the Ramsey home, and it had little points that you could click. It was like a, a map of the house. Oh, yeah, but like... And see it was like 96 up. style. Yeah, absolutely 96. <laughs> it was like an image map, you know, like a uh, Resident Evil, where you can see like a thing glinting on one still image. Yeah, and and like like a lot of things in 1997, it borrowed sort of the aesthetic from that movie Seven. So it was <laughs> oh, yeah, black scratchy. with like a white like courier font, and then like it was all sort of like you kind of needed to wipe the screen you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Scratchy sort of and scratchy. Trent Reznor looking. Yeah. And, and, like, I remember having an argument with the editor because at one point, you know, you click these areas in the Ramsey home, and at one point it was, like, the girls' panties were found here. And, like, I hate that word. Mm-hmm. The word panties, I just okay. think that's the creepiest word ever. Okay. But especially in that context. Right, right. I that was super horrid. I mean, you know, that's just your own personal hang-up. But your boss said, Did Go on, I don't care, get your knickers. <laughs> I'm <laughs> twisted. Put a meep on that fire. It was like it's, it's, pa- it's panties, Brian. 
Boyerfire. Right, that was also the time when it was like I panties.com, sunglasses.com, uh napkins.com, pets.com, uh, I wish we had cyber squatted more. 1996, oh I feel it's ending. Oh no. What do we have to say about 1996? How do we close the show? Sum it up, Fed. Sum it up, Fed, with the word. 96, we began to see our precious raves slip between our fingers, and we had to wait for another decade and a half before the new raves came back again. So it was really the darkest of eras. Hmm. Okay. We didn't even touch on raves. Yeah, but we all were thinking about the raves right, we the... were going to in 96. Yeah. That was the end rave. Yeah, it was the end yeah, of raves. The I'm end saying. of raves. It was there was one person in a warehouse still <laughs> raving, and then they <laughs> fell down, and then that they died. was the end of raves. They expired, and it was the end of raves. So that's 1996. Thanks for listening. All right. And the sound that you hear and what you're seeing tonight, not hammers and sickles, but hammers and chisels as young people take down this wall. Bit by bit. Oh, here tonight on the Pat Sajak Show. What are you? I'm Batman. The banishment for life of Pete Rose from baseball. The sad end of a sorry episode.